game, man. Yeah? Seriously, it's creepy. What is up, everyone? This is another episode of Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy. And as always, I'm Johnny. I'm pretty sure that I'm still Randy. I don't know. I don't. Let me let me check. I'm gonna get back with you. All right. So right now you're listening to Small Town Horror with Johnny, and I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> hey, man. But anyway, uh, <clears throat> Randy, this Yo. is your first time, I believe, reviewing. Or watching Stay Alive. You know, I'm not so sure anymore. Because I told you, I said, when you showed me the, the parts of it, before we decided we wanted to do it, I told you it kind of sounded familiar and, and looked a little bit familiar. Right. We started watching it. It started looking really familiar in certain spots. And uh-huh. in certain parts, I was like, I don't I don't know that at all. I think, because I didn't realize this came out 15 years ago. Right. I know. So I think I may have watched this right after it came out. And then just completely spaced on it. Right, just never got yeah. back to it again. Yeah. But I'm glad I didn't watch the trailer because the trailer is the entire movie in two and a half minutes. <laughs> I didn't watch the trailer this time. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's terrible. Well, I hate it when they do that. Well, yeah. I, we, I, I, I've gotten to the point now when if, if there's a new movie coming out going to theaters that I plan on going to see, I'm going to watch the trailer. Oh, yeah. That's because what, they give the best parts. Well, that's like one of the better movies that's come out, I'll say in the last five years, was Godzilla vs. <clears throat> Kong. And that's what the, I grew up watching the old Godzilla and the King Kong movies. Yeah. And when the trailer come out, the original trailer, I watched it. It was freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. I even posted it on Facebook. 
And then they started doing like TV spots and mm-hmm. trailer number two. And I was like, no, I don't want to watch it because you're going to show me all the good stuff. Yep. And that's how a lot of uh, trailers are. And I'm like you. I just, <clears throat> well, my daughter, she, I'm not a Marvel guy. Mm-hmm. I like Batman and stuff like that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not even a DC guy. I like the Batman movies, you know, Michael Keaton, Christian Bales, Adam West, stuff like that. <clears throat> and uh, my daughter's like, look, just watch, uh, I think it's called The Winter Soldier. Yeah, the, the second uh, Captain America. The second Captain America yeah. movie. Which I've tried watching the Marvel movies. I do like the Iron Man movies. Iron Man's a good movie. I like Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> Thor's were okay. <laughs> the first one. Yeah, I, I really liked the first one. I didn't care for Dark World. But anyway, see, I don't even remember them, but I didn't watch the third Thor either. But anyway, <clears throat> she's like, well, Dad, you got to watch the second Captain America, which I can't stand Captain America. I watched the first one. It was the most boring movie I've seen. In the yeah, the first Captain America wasn't that bad. I thought it sucked. But she's like, uh, I want you to watch The Winter Soldier. I guess that's part two. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, but I want you here. I'll show you the trailer. I was like, no, don't show me the trailer. <laughs> nope. I was like, I'll just go into it blind. I remember what happened a little bit of the first one. I was like, yep. but, you know, and I still haven't watched it yet. But I will. No, you won't. Yeah, I will. No, you won't. She watched The Crow with me last night, her and my other daughter. So You won't watch Lord of the Rings. I watched the first one. It sucked so bad. Oh, my gosh. Golly. You know, this may be the last podcast that we do. A six-hour freaking movie. of It's little, a three-hour movie. Of little movie. Oh people with big feet walking around not doing crap. If you would like to sign a petition to <laughs> kick Johnny off of the podcast because he don't like Lord of the Rings. So, you've never seen Star Wars? I've seen the first one. Which one? This is the first Star Wars? <laughs> And I'm not even a Star Wars geek, but I have seen those, so. Ain't nothing wrong being a Star Wars geek. Just letting people know. Don't want nobody getting offended. As long as you're not a Trekkie. Because I'm a, a, a what? A Trekkie. What's a Trekkie? A Star Wars or a Star Trek fanatic. You've never heard of Trekkies? <laughs> no. Really? Yeah. You've never you've never seen those conventions where people come over and looking like a straight up Klingon? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been. Yeah, that, dude, that's I, a Trekkie. I go to horror conventions every year. Yeah. And I've been to some that's been like um, Comic Con and horror. Dude, I want to go to like a BlizzCon so bad. What the, uh, oh yeah, yeah. With they got the video with the video game stuff. Yeah, they do some uh, like, around us in St. Louis and stuff. Dude, I'm gonna go. I, me and uh, a buddy of mine went to. Uh, you actually working on buddy Dustin mm-hmm. Flint? Mm-hmm. We actually went to um, a horror convention up in Cape, and I went as Jason, and he went as Freddy. Yeah. And uh, he won first place in the costume. And he looked better than you. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So, no, don't really give me your review grade or not like that, but after watching Stay Alive, mm-hmm. what'd you think? I liked it. I liked the premise behind it. Mm-hmm. After we did, after doing Brain Scan, it, it, it kind of takes it to, kind of takes Brain Scan, the, the idea that we had, that they had in Brain Scan, and kind of does it like a 180 on it, where right. it's not one person in a game and they're killing people, it's five or six people in a game that are being killed, you know? Right. <clears throat> I like. The, I really do like the idea of being a gamer. It, it brings a whole new, uh, a whole new little shtick to, to horror movies and video games and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That, there were just certain parts in it that I like the movie. But there were just like... Right on, we'll, we'll get into it. Oh, yeah, man. It was just like... Bad. I, I do gotta say, Brain Scan, our <clears throat> episode of Brain Scan over a week ago has done phenomenal, man. Like I told you, man, it's a good movie. 
I mean, it's one of those. I think a lot of fans have come out of the woodworks to support this one because yeah. we've gotten a lot of listenership on just that one episode. It's one of the, it's it's a it's a it's a, one of those great movies that nobody ever talks about. Right, and I definitely think that it's one of those uh, unappreciated films. Oh yeah, because sure. I, I I really enjoyed it. Like I said, that was my first time viewing it, so yeah. I'm surprised I had never heard of it or. Now I've always seen the cover of it, the mm-hmm. poster, but yeah. I mean I didn't think it was a horror movie, you know. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but anyway, uh, are you ready to get into this uh, episode? Let's do it. All right. So hit us up with that summary. For a group of teens, the answer to the mysterious death of their old friend lies within the world of an online video game based on the true story of an ancient noblewoman known as the Blood Countess. I gotta come up with a voice. Reading these summaries, I gotta get like a. I'm, I'm gonna go to an acting class mm-hmm. and get that video, that, that movie voice. Yeah, we gotta come up with like an opening <clears throat> for you. Be like, here's Randy, <laughs> and then you can be like, <laughs> I feel like I've heard that somewhere before. I don't know. I can just be like, yeah, here's Randy. Yeah, that that that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> Was that it? I did. It. I mean, I can read the nine pager if you want me to. Now, how did it say teens when they're all working? What no teenagers in this film? I mean, they might be like no. Nineteen. Okay, one of them was definitely. I mean, Freddie Muniz is like five, or he looks five. Frankie, Frankie. Muniz. <laughs> I was like, who are you talking about? Freddie, Frankie. Yeah, I don't know. That dude's been short his whole life. Short people got no, <laughs> no reason to live. All right. Now, look, we sung SpongeBob last time. We can't be singing again. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that happened. Mm. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So, anyway, <laughs> Stay Alive come out in 2006, and it's a horror slash thriller. And on the web, it says it's a PG-13 movie, which lies, is a lies. Lies. This movie is definitely rated R. This is like borderline NC-17. Yeah. Uh, not that far, but it's definitely not no PG-13 movie. Right. And <clears throat> it was written by William Brent Bell and Matthew Peterman, directed by William Brent Bell. Yeah, and that's right. Hey, I wonder if they got the name of the video game company from them two guys. What do you mean? Because the name of the video game company in the movie was Br- was Bellman. And you got William Bell and Matthew Peter Mann. So I wonder if that's... I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, see? Yep. You, you think about that. When you start having guests on here every once in a while, see if we can get... Why? You tired of me talking already? No, no. Like, wouldn't it be cool if we could have got, like, somebody that wrote part of the film or directed? Hey, that would be cool. You know? So anyway, the cast, uh, to start off, is Frankie... Munez. Munez is Swink. Uh, Samara Armstrong as Abigail, Sophia Bush plays October, John Foster as Hutch, Jimmy Simpson plays Phineas, which he also is stars on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, Adam Goldberg as Miller, <clears throat> Milo, let's go ahead and say it, <laughs> Ventimilla plays Loomis. It's spelled Ventimagilla. And <laughs> Maria... Uh, it looked like Kalina. Kalina. Kalina, no, 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 no. It's Countess Elizabeth. The Blood Countess. Yes. So, anyway, <clears throat> that's the cast, which I know we've said it before, but the cast got some major players in it. It I really, really does, it, it really does, and it's like, it's not like big name people, which, 
I, I, now, I Milo, come on now. He, Vinton McGillan? Yeah, he's played. Uh, I knew he looked familiar, but I didn't realize, which I've never watched This Is Us, but he plays the young version of the dad on This Is or he plays the dad on This Is Us. And I know you've never seen all the Rocky movies, which is a crying freaking he, shame, oh but he plays Rocky's son in Rocky Balboa and in Creed 2. Yes, I did. I have seen Rocky Balboa. And he also plays in Grown Ups 2. Remember? Yeah. He was on the... Yeah, yeah, he yeah. does play in Grown Ups 2, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. I didn't realize that. They start to do the handshake, then they stop. He goes, we'll do it later. Yeah, Did we'll, you promise? Yeah, will you promise? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember And then, of course, uh, Frankie Munez, he plays on... Yeah, he's in a lot of movies, which I remember him the most. Like, when, when I think, when I see his face, I think of Agent Cody Banks. The old Disney show. Mm. Anyway. I didn't watch Disney show. <sighs> Lord. I just... Uh, weird childhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched uh, Nickelodeon, man. Like, hey, Keenan and Kel, all love, that. Hey, Are You Afraid of the Dark? I love me some Nickelodeon, though. I didn't watch no Disney stuff, hardly. I watched it all. Saturday morning cartoons, Gargoyles, Beetle Boys, Power Rangers. I love it. Power Rangers was uh, one of mine and my brother's main thing we used to watch. He loved it. But... Anyway, all right, let's get into the movie here because we're getting way off topic. <laughs> but it's our podcast, so we can do what we want with it, I guess. No, we can't have a sing and dance. Yeah, no, no sing and dance. No. So anyway, the opening scene is we're getting brought into the game automatically. And it's a avatar, it's a male avatar, and he's walking through the haunted house and just kind of, you know, going through each room. And it's got a real creepy vibe to it. Mm-hmm. And first thing I told you is I said it reminded me of the Friday the 13th film, the way the movements are and yeah. stuff. Or Friday the 13th game, I'm sorry. It reminded me of uh, like the old Resident Evil games. Yeah. I, I used to play those all the time. And we see like flashes of this mysterious woman. We don't know who it is at the time. And now there's these creepy little kids, you know, like crawling mm-hmm. down the wall and stuff. Lightning is striking. Well, you can hear the avatar like starting to breathe real heavy. And he takes off upstairs, and he goes into a room, mm-hmm. and there's two bodies laying there. And I think one of them's hanging upside down, right? Is yep. it the female body hanging yep. upside mm-hmm. down? And when he turns around, there comes the woman, and she shoves him. It looks like she shoves him, or she just scares him. And he falls off the balcony, and it hangs him and breaks his neck. Yep. And it just says, game over. Well, then all of a sudden, it goes to real life, and there's a guy we get introduced to, Loomis which is playing the game Stay Alive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he you tell he's all, like, into it after it's over. He's just kind of like, whew, like, yeah. you know, he's all, he was all into it. He was intense, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, he calls his buddy, and we get introduced to Hutch. <clears throat> and he's just, pretty much he's just calling Hutch and be like, man, you got to come over and check this game out, Stay Alive. It's, it's, cra- it's crazy because it reminds me a lot of Brain Scan. Like th- th- just the way they interact mm-hmm. when um, in in Brain Scan when Michael or when Kyle called Michael and was talking to him about Brain Scan, it, it kind of reminded me of that. Right. How they were going back and forth talking about a video game. Well, he he asked <clears throat> Hutch if he wants to come over and check the game out, and he's like, "Man, I, I'll check it out later, but not tonight," you know. And he just tells him, you know, like, man, it's it's intense, bud. You know, mm-hmm. hangs up the phone, and Loomis just kind of starts walking around his house, and he hears a noise upstairs. And, you know, now the dramatic music's playing in, and he's slowly walking up the steps, and he hears this noise. It's like a a banging noise. Well, he walks up to the door, and, you know, like the camera's got 
the camera shot has the doorknob and he, he's slowly reaching into it. Well, once he opens it real quick, we see a couple named Rex and Sarah and they're having sex. Going at it. And Rex is behind her with a pig mask on, it looks like. It looks like the almost an identical version of the mask from Saul without the wig. Right. <laughs> Rex and her turns around and he's like, dang it, dude, you ever heard of knocking? And he's like, knock, knock, you know, and he's like, uh... Are you just going to stand there like a pervert? What are you going to do? And doesn't he? T- oh, he tells him, he's like, I found your bodies from the game. Yeah. And he was like, uh, okay, what, what about it? And he was like, man, y'all was all strung up and there's blood everywhere. Mm-hmm. And he's like, dude, either join in or leave, get out, you know, or something like that. She makes a comment. Oh, she goes, we got to get you a woman. Yeah. She tells Loomis, we got to get you a woman. So he tells him goodnight and he shuts the door. Well, all of a sudden it flashes like of his death scene and, of the woman, uh, which we don't know who it is yet, but uh, in a nutshell, it's the Countess Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. And he wakes up, so we can tell that, okay, he, he went to bed, now Loomis is dreaming or having a nightmare. He wakes up, <clears throat> and sure enough, he starts to go downstairs because it looks like he's getting thirsty, so he gets himself a glass of milk. And it looks so good. <laughs> That's what I told him when he was watching it. I was like, man, I don't know what it is. Every time I see somebody pour a glass of milk on a movie, it looks like the greatest drink in the world. Because it is one of the greatest drinks in the world. Well, especially when it's ice cold. And if it's whole milk, it's even better. But anyway, <laughs> so Loomis is uh, getting himself a drink, and all of a sudden, he starts <clears throat> to walk around, and now we're starting to see, like, flashes of uh, shadows running behind him. Mm-hmm. And at one point, doesn't he look in the mirror, and he actually sees um, Countess Elizabeth in the mirror? I don't remember if it was the Countess... Or if it was one of the creepy little kids. But he sees him and, you know, and he's he's trying to, like, get his crap together. He's yeah. like, okay, you know, this is just reality. You played a game, scary game. You went to bed, you know. Well, once he goes back upstairs, he's going to his room. Well, he go he opens the door to go in where Rex and Sarah was at, the, you know, earlier in the film. He opens the door and the bedroom is tore up. Looks just like how he found their bodies in the game. Yeah. She's hanging upside down, bloody. Uh, I believe Rex is on the bed, and he's mm-hmm. just been, looks like all cut up. Yep. He screams when he turns around. All of a sudden, boom. I don't think it actually shows her pushing him, but you can see her face real quick. Yeah. And <clears throat> uh, Loomis falls through the railing where his steps were at, pretty much like a balcony, and dies exactly like he did in the game. Yep. So now we're getting the gist of the game, or the movie, is that the way you die in the game? The way you die in real life. And I really like the shot of when they, <clears throat> after they hung him, they panned out from the house and they had this big window mm-hmm. where he's kind of look. you can see the balcony from the window and they just showed his, his body hanging there and they just kind of panned away from the house. And it was like a really, really cool shot. Right. That coming through that window because it was one of them big windows. Really it's like, cool. it's like you'd be able to see it from the, uh, <clears throat> from the street outside. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, it cool. But I like it because as it's going, when he's laying there or when he's, body swinging back and forth and like you said the camera's panning out then it goes to black and then just red letters come up and says stay alive uh-huh. and i felt like oh, okay now you're getting into the game you know yeah. so then we cut to it's daytime now it's the next day and we see hutch and he's coming into work and as soon as he got off that elevator i said dude he looks identical to jim off of the office I, not I, not face wise but his hair the hair the yeah. shirt the tie and i was like this come out in 2006 the wow. office started around that time so i'm thinking yeah they were like hey let's take that and mix them when i first seen them that's what i thought it was 
I, I was like, this looks just like him. I mean, yeah, it, it, it shocked me. I, I was like, man, I never put that together. But anyway, he walks in, and here comes one of the secretaries, and she's like, Hutch, uh, Miller's needing to see you. And he says, okay. And she goes, and he's in one of his moods. So you're like, already you're thinking, okay, so he's fixing to go see his boss, and, you know, he's going to get in trouble. Well, he mm-hmm. walks in, and there's Miller. And I recognized him immediately because – I liked him from Days of Confused. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where he's like, I just want to dance. Yeah, you know? that's, that's the that's the first movie that comes to my mind when I see him. Days of Confused. Days of Confused. So anyway, Miller's sitting there, and he and Hutch walks in. And he's like, uh, "Hey, Miller," and you you just tell he's in a bad mood. He just he spins around in his chair, and he just kind of throws stuff on his uh, desk, and he's like, <sighs> and you're thinking, okay. He's fixing to get his butt chewed for something he didn't do at work, or he didn't do at work. And he's like, "I've been working on this. What do you say for a month now?" Something like that. And you, <clears throat> it sounds like he's talking about a project for work. Mm-hmm. Well, what he was really talking about was a video game. I, I thought they said Silent Hill Four. I don't know. Is that what he said? I thought they were talking about Silent Hill Four. But what, you you kind of caught up on that more than I did. What was he talking about? About shooting. The, the woman or something in the game? It, basically, what he was trying to figure out was he found a gun in the game, <clears throat> and he was trying to figure out, and he couldn't couldn't beat one of the bosses in the game. So uh, he uh, was asking him what he needed to do, and Hutch was just telling him, look, you need to drop the gun because pretty much she'll beat herself. Because the gun supposedly had, like, unlimited ammo or something like that. And he was like, no, I need the gun to get there. He's like, yeah, you get there, and then you drop the gun. Right. Yeah, and I thought it was funny because then you know as Miller's up, Hutch is sitting there watching Miller pace back and forth, mm-hmm. and Hutch is like, "Hey, uh, uh, I need off tomorrow." Yeah. You know, Miller's like, "Let me think about it. Let me think about it." And you think he's thinking about letting him off, but he's mm-hmm. like, "Okay, so you're telling me to drop the gun?" Like he just, <laughs> and then finally, you know, Miller does look at Hutch and he's like, "Okay, yeah, you know, you can be off tomorrow." And before the scene ends, again the secretary comes in and she's like, um, "Hutch, you have a phone call." And then it cuts to, now he's at a funeral. You can tell when Hutch gets the phone call that something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And they didn't, did they really, they didn't really ever say, was that, I know it was Loomis, but was it Loomis, Rex, and Sarah's funeral all at once, or just one of them? I don't, I don't think it ever really said. The only person that it was mentioned was Loomis. Right. So I'm guessing it was Loomis's funeral. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's what I'm going to guess. Because I don't know if uh, Hutch actually knew Rex and Sarah. I I don't remember, but anyway, um, but it shows Hutch and you know he's sitting there at the funeral and you can hear somebody taking a picture, mm-hmm. and he kind of looks over and there's this blonde headed girl and we find out her name is Abigail but you know he's sitting there just watching you know and as he's getting up to go, I guess to his car she takes another picture of him, and he looks over and he goes did you just take my picture she goes yeah she says everybody's here so upset and crying she said but. You're the only one that's not, but you look more upset than anybody. Right. And then she finally says, hi, I'm Abigail. And he says, you know, I'm Hutch. And this is where she makes the reference. She says, uh, I'm guessing Loomis was, cl- you were close with Loomis. Mm-hmm. She And she says she knew Rex and Sarah. Yeah. So that's where she comes in to the picture. So she's just there. I don't really understand why she's taking pictures. It's kind of weird. Yeah, but she does anyway. Well, then. This is the one that I said looked like Jennifer Tilly. Yeah, she and she and I never noticed that till you said that, dude. She, she favored Jennifer Tilly a whole lot. So it comes <clears> to <throat> now they're in a coffee shop, and we're getting introduced to October and her brother Phineas, and 
you know, it, it's funny because right off the bat, October, you can tell they're close with Hutch because October, she walks over, she gives Hutch a kiss mm-hmm. on the cheek, you know, and she hugs him. So you can tell they just got that tight friendship. Right. And that's one thing I will say. They all played great off each other. Yeah, it was like if you didn't know this was a movie and you just you know seen home movies or something like that, you would think all these guys knew each other because they really they did play that whole friendship role really well. Yeah, they did. And it's funny because October is being <clears throat> real sweet to Hutch, and then Phineas walks in. He's like, "Dang, dude! First your parents, and now this." Yeah. He goes, "God, God dipped the straws and gave, and God gave you the short one, man." Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of like. Dang, like, you know, he has no filter, filter at all. whatsoever. It's like he almost has no compassion either. Yeah, but then there's a scene later on in the movie where he's like, dude, I know you've been through a hard time, and I love you, but you're freaking everybody out. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. like, while he's like, he has no filter, and he just says the first thing that comes to his mind, and he's really abrasive, there's like certain scenes where you can tell like, okay, he's got, you know, right, he's right. got a little bit to him. But they're just talking, uh, <clears throat> pretty much what this scene is, is introducing everybody. Yeah. And they're pretty much just talking about, you know, Loomis's last night. And that's what he even says. Hutch says, man, Loomis even called me and invited me over to play. And I didn't do it. I, sh- I ditched him. And, you know, October's like, you know, you c- you can't hold that against yourself. And Phineas, all he's worried about is, what, what was he playing? Right. And he tells him, you know, I... Uh, he was. Did he say? Did he actually say the name of the game? I can't remember. I think so because he brought the uh, the bag with the video game in it. Oh, that's right. Now let's go back real quick. At the funeral, uh, this little wo- this His, little uh, woman, good Lo- lord, Loomis's sister. Yeah, she walks up and gives Hutch a hug, and he's asking her how she's doing. And I forgot. She says. Um, I wanted to give these to you because Loomis wants you to have them. It's all of his video games, mm-hmm. consoles, stuff like that. So that's why he brought the stuff into the coffee shop. Yeah. Well, so next scene we got is we're in Hutch's apartment, and uh, you tell he's uh, he's cleaning up, looking, you know, he's trying to get everything straightened up, and he hears a noise outside of the uh, door. So he goes over to the door, and it's kind of got that slow build up, you know, a little creepy to it. And Hutch looks through the peephole, and I know where Swink just pops up out of nowhere. <laughs> I mean, and I mean like fast too. And uh, <laughs> Hutch jumps back, and he's like, "Hello," you know, or whatever he says. And he opens the door, and Swink comes in, and he's like, "How would you describe his character? Very knowledgeable, but annoying." He was—he's the 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 nerdy, the nerdy intelligent friend, I would say. Right, like he's got—he can't just give you a straight answer. Yeah, yeah. He's always yeah. got something to say, and he's, he's like—he's always like going. It's like he's on speed or something. He's yeah. just constantly just. Well, Swink comes in, and he's trying to get everything ready. Then we see October and Phineas and Abigail all come over. They're going to hook up this game, Stay Alive. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because when Abigail walks in, nobody knows her. And Hutch is like, uh, hey, everyone, this is Abigail. And Phineas is like, uh, oh, Abigail, huh? Hey, and what's, mama. Yeah, hey, mama. That's what he always <laughs> says, you know. So they're getting everything all hooked up, ready to play, and we realize that Miller is going to be playing with them online as well. Yep. But as they're getting everything hooked up, Abigail says, uh, I need to pee. So I don't really understand why they did this scene, but Abigail goes to pee. Well, then he goes to checks on her, Hutch does, and says, um, right to- yeah, oh, I forgot paper. to tell you, we're out of toilet paper. And he's like, do you want me to have October bring you some? She's like, no, just bring me some yourself, you know, just pass yeah. through the door. It was weird. Yeah, like I didn't really see the point of the scene. Mm. And he opens, she opens the door, he he hands her the toilet paper, and he just kind of leaves it open where she's sitting there, and she's just like, um... You gonna close the door? Yeah, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you know. <laughs> and 
He's like, make sure you hold the toilet or you flush the toilet at least five seconds. Hold the handle down. Yeah. So then it cuts to now everybody's finally hooked up. And it's funny because Swink is putting this little arm brace on, little wrist brace. I guess he's got a carpal tunnel. I guess so. And Finney's is like, yeah, that is so gay. <laughs> and he's like, and it stinks too. Or it smells. <laughs> and uh, they're all checking to make sure everybody's hooked up. And they're like, hey, Miller, you hooked up. And it shows Miller, he's back in his office mm-hmm. fixing to play the game. Shoot, snorts a line of coke. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he's like ah, that burns. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, that, that that kind of threw me off, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't see the point of having him do that, either. I guess he was just, like, I don't know. They always call cocaine the rich money, the richer drug. I guess, because, and they even asked him, they're like, how are you getting to play this without your wife uh, knowing? And he's like, I just told her I was working late. Yeah. And it's funny, because uh, they're finally fixing to start this game, uh, Stay Alive, and uh, I'm going to call him Finn instead of Phineas. Uh, that's what they call him in the movie. Did they? Yeah, they call him Finn a bunch of times. It's funny, because Finn <clears throat> grabs a hold of Swink's... Uh, Controller and it licks the licks the handle <laughs> and the controls on top of it hands it back and swings like oh gross he's like just grab it pick it up touch it yeah <laughs> and I couldn't hang out with that guy I'm just saying <laughs> he's one of them guys that he'd be fun for like five minutes and then he'd get annoying Dude, he was he was a douche but he was probably my favorite character no he was awesome <laughs> no. he was hilarious but anyway so. They finally fire up the game, and the only thing that comes up on the screen is the prayer of Elizabeth. Is that right? Yep. And, well, or do they do that first, or do they do make their avatars? No, they they um, do the prayer first, because it pops okay. up first, and then while the uh, game's talking and describing everything, they're going through the avatars. Right. And I thought that was really cool that they're just sitting there, and they're hitting all the controls, and they're like, why is this not going? And Hutch is like, well, maybe you have to read the prayer. And they're like, voice activated? I don't think so. Yeah. Well, Hutch reads the first line of the prayer, and it disappears. They're like, holy cow. Mm -hmm. And they're like, let's all do this at once. So they all read the prayer, and that's when the story starts telling, you know, what's going on with the mansion. What do they call it? The Gargus Plantation? Mm. I don't remember. That's what I wrote down. I believe that's Gargus Plantation. But it's cool because... As they're reading the um, prayer, and then it's like, welcome to stay alive or whatever. You see like the this silhouette of a spirit that goes past every single one of them mm-hmm. in Hutch's apartment. Yeah. I thought, it, it, it reminded me of the way uh, in Predator. Oh, yeah. When he, when he activates his thing and he's invisible. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. And now they're picking all their avatars. And like you said, it's wild. It's kind of just a hurried up. Yeah, uh, it's while the game is explaining the the rules and what's going on, and it's your job to find out what happened on the Gargus plantation and stuff. And so they're all ready to go, and it's funny because Hutch just steps out and starts walking, and they're like, "Uh, where are you going?" He's like, "Well, I guess we gotta get get going." And I know we're on the left hand side. This little kid comes out, this little girl, and she's looking creepy as heck. And they're like, uh, uh, what do we do? And Hutch turns around. He's like, anybody want to help me? And they're like, no. Like, nobody's even helping the dude. So he shoots the thing uh, once or twice. Well, then it starts crawling toward him, and he finally caps it again. And it's funny because they're all sitting there, and um, who is it? What's his name? Finn looks over, and he goes, he goes, this game, starting. he said, eh, it's starting off a little slow. Mm-hmm. And then just cuts. To like, they're all like Finn is sweating. He's got his shirt off, and 
they're all just running through this graveyard and all these little children are chasing them. It's all little girls, ain't it? Yeah, it's all little girls and it's it's Finn and Miller. Their characters are running through and they're just constantly shooting these little girls. Yeah, and he's like, get on your left side, right? Like yeah. he's he's all he's all into it. And that's what he was just saying. The, the scene before was it's starting off slow, but now it's all intense. And then they find out because as they're listening, they find out that the rose, if they have rose, it protects them, roses. So anyway, uh, they're all playing and having a good time. Well, Miller went off on his own. I don't know if he, I think he was just trying to run away from um, all the little children. He runs off and he kind of gets down like in this little basement, doesn't he? And, yeah. Or like a, it looks like a little tomb almost to me. Yeah. So Miller's playing and they're all off on the other side of the map and he's on his side. And they're like, what do you see Miller? And he's looking around and uh, I think a creature, start, or a little girl starts coming and he throws a rose down real quick. And he's like, dang it, that was my last rose. And he and Finn's like, well, let us know where you're at. And he said, I want to come out and check out and see what you got going on. Well, before he can do anything, he turns around, and there's uh, the Count Elizabeth mm-hmm. grabs him, throws him on the table, and just puts some scissors right through his throat. And it says game over. And he's like, Dad, gummit! <laughs> like he's all he's all mad. And he's like, ah. And you can tell it's late at night. They're all getting tired. And uh, so it says game over. And the rest of the guys are like, man, why don't we just call it a night? Some of us got to go to work tomorrow. And they're like, all right. And they're like, so we're just going to pick up tomorrow. And Miller, that means you can join us again. And he's like, okay. He's like, yeah. He's like, we'll, we'll make it happen. So they all cut it off. They're all fixing it, head their own way. Well, it goes to Miller at the office. And, you know, it, like I told you, I couldn't play a scary game at a big office building like that by myself. No, Especially if I was the only one there. Right. No, nah, it'd be hard. No, with all them doors and all that stuff. <clears> all <throat> room. Nope. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Miller goes to shut his office door, and he starts to walk off. And like I said, it's pitch black. I mean, it's, nobody's there. And his office door is open, creeps back open again. And he looks back, and he's like, <sighs> so he walks back to the door, shuts it again. I think this time he actually tries to, or he locks it, if I'm not mistaken. And he turns around to walk off again, and sure enough, that door just creeps open mm-hmm. again. And it's one of them creepy, mm-hmm. you know. Well, he sees what he thinks is the little girl take off running around. And then when he shuts the door again, finally, for the third time, that's when he sees, um, or we see the Elizabeth woman. Mm-hmm. He doesn't see her. So he starts to walk down, he starts to walk down the hallway, door opens again. Well, finally, he's like, okay, somebody's in this office. So he goes back to his office, lightning is starting to strike and stuff. And he busts in his door, and he's like, ah! <laughs> like, you know, he's, he's trying to scare him. Nobody's there. This is where I thought it was cool, is when he tries to scare him, all of a sudden you hear the... Yeah. The yeah. It sounds like a vibration, like the controller vibrating. I like that. That's cool. I thought that was cool. And it does it through the whole movie. That's what I like about it. It's like consistently, like, when you hear that buzzing, mm-hmm. you know the game's going. And that's and it's time to, to knuckle down. Kind of reminds you of, like, uh, a Jaws. Like, yeah. You know the shark's around? It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know? So, anyway, um, he hears the buzzing noise, and he's like, he's looking around trying to figure out what it is. Well, he goes over to his computer desk, and he looks underneath his desk, and there's the controller, and it's just vibrating. Well, as soon as he grabs the controller, it quits vibrating. He stands up. His mirror's broke in his office. And he turns around, and there she is, uh, Elizabeth. And she just jumps toward him. He screams, and we don't know what happened. 
Mm-hmm. That's all that happens. So it cuts to the next day, and Hutch walks in, and as soon as he gets off the elevator, he gets bumped by like a policeman or something. And he's like, what's going on? And the secretary uh, that was in the film earlier, she's like, it's Miller, and she's just bawling. He walks over, and these detectives stop him. And he's like, what happened to Miller? What's going on? He's like, I'm his friend. He's like, I just talked to him. uh, Excuse me. He's like, I just talked to him a few hours ago. And they're like, wait a minute, you just talked to him? So the detective goes over there and sets Miller down. Or not Miller, I'm sorry, Hutch. And he's like, "Um, was you here last night with him? He said, no, we were playing a game. And he was like, well, his wife said he was working late. And he's like, well, that's what he told her, but we were all playing a game. He was like, we were, how do you say it, um... An online game. Yeah, we were playing online. He made it. He made it sound like he was over at his house playing a game, but then he told him he was playing at home and he was playing at the office, and said that he, they were all playing together online. And he says, "Well, where?" The detective says, "Where do you live at?" And he Hutch tells him his address, and he's like, "That's only a ten minute drive away from here." And the other detective, uh, detective, I think his name was King. Yeah. Um, don't he make a smart look, Mark? Like that means you could get here and. Yeah. What do you, how did he say it? Means you get here, commit a crime, and go back home, or something like that. Yeah. Pretty much pointing him out, trying to say that Hutch could have had something to do with it. And the other detective just kind of tells King to go on with himself, walk away. And he's like, "Well, I need the names of the uh, other players in the uh, that you were with." And he gives him his card. And he goes, uh, "If you can remember anything, give me a call." And he goes, "We'll keep in touch." And he walks off, and it just kind of lingers on Hutch for a minute, the camera shot does. And when he looks over, he sees inside Miller's office, Miller is laying on his desk with his head hanging off the desk where he's been stabbing the throat. And I thought it was cool because as soon as it shows it, then it uh, cuts into how his body is on the game. Mm -hmm. And it's identical to the way his body's laying. And so right there that I already told you okay which we already knew it but that's showing you right there the way you die in the game mm-hmm. and the way you die in real life right and on my notes all I wrote was Finn is a douche in this <laughs> next scene you want to explain this next scene or do you remember it they go it's it's Hunt's going together and he's getting together with the whole crew he's got Phineas you know, Swank October and Abigail <clears throat> and they're all in there and everybody and Finn's at the computer and he's talking about the game and everybody's just trying to forget the game. And Finn's just like, that's how you honor a gamer, that you play the game. So everybody shut up and let me play the game. And he's just, he's like, he's not, no compassion whatsoever. Yeah, because even Hutch was like, don't act like you're playing this game with for Miller and yeah. Loomis and Rex. And he goes, Sarah, you didn't even know them. Yeah, and that's, I mean, he, he, he can be pretty much of a douchebag in yeah. this scene right here. Oh, yeah. So he's like, I'm going to, he's like, he makes a comment pretty much that if you guys are ready to play, he goes, I know you're going through some stuff, but you can just go and let me play the game. Right. So they, they walk out uh, cause October is going to go outside and smoke and we see October. She takes a lighter and she starts to light her cigarette. Well, Hutch kind of like turns his head and it shows like just quick scenes real quick of a little kid and a fire. So now we know, okay, there's a backstory to something to do with a fire. Which we didn't mention before. Whenever <clears throat> whenever he met them at that little coffee shop when he first when we first got introduced to October and, and Phineas, the, um, the same thing happened when he was they were pulling out stuff out of Loomis's bag. Phineas pulled out the lighter, struck it, and it did the same thing. Right. So, you know, it's, there's obviously something with uh, 
with Hutch and Fire that that they want us to know. So, <clears throat> excuse me, it cuts back to Finn, and he's like, single player is better anyway. Mm-hmm. And he sets the computer down, his little laptop, and he starts playing the game. Well, Hutch is down there talking with Abigail and October and Swink, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if Swink's with him or not, but I think he is. And he just talked to him, and he's like, you guys don't understand. He goes, the way Miller's body was is the exact same way he was in the game. Mm-hmm. Because before all this happened, after I told you it shows his body, Finn says, hey, I found your boss's body. That's where he's just kind of like being a douchebag about it. It's no, hey, man, look. He's just like, hey, look, I found Miller's body, you know. Yeah. Well, anyway, Hutch is finally figuring out. He's like, he died the exact same way he died in uh, the game. And he's like, We're, uh, we need to go talk to Finn. And they run upstairs real quick because, you know, Hutch is flipping out. Where everybody else is just like, okay, Hutch has had a traumatic experience. Just let him get it off his chest. You know, they're not really buying it yet. Well, when they go upstairs, there's Finn, and he's laying face first on his computer. Yeah. And they run in there, and they're like, Finn, are you okay? What are you doing? And he just raises up, and he's got this big old bong, and he's just talking. He's ripping blood. a hard one, man. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and I don't remember what he says when he raises up, but he's just like, well, yeah. big old smoke comes out, you know? And they, he, you know, Hutch is trying to tell them what he, how he feels about the game. And I think this is where he says something about uh, <clears throat> what you said, the comment. Yeah, this is where you kind of get a little bit of humanity, I guess, in Finn. He just kind of gets up. He's like, look, dude, I love you. But you're freaking everybody out. Yeah. And he's kind of just like, kind of just kind of melancholy with it or or whatever but you you get a sense of humanity he's like look dude all joking and doucheness aside yeah he's like i i get it but you're freaking everybody out right so music kind of plays and you can tell that you know everybody goes their own way well this kind of like just a little short montage there's no speaking in it it's just music but everybody's at their own place and it shows hutch and he's over like brushing his teeth and you can see on the right side of his back and shoulder is all burnt up. Mm-hmm. So now we know, okay, he's been in a fire. Well then October, she's in the coffee shop making coffee mm-hmm. and like the reflection off of the, it's either in the mirror or off the coffee machine, the cappuccino machine. Yeah. She sees a dead girl's face. Yep. She spins around. Well then Abigail, um, I cannot remember what Abigail saw, but I know Swank is messing with the computer. Yeah. And blood starts coming up. Out of the keyboard. Out of the keyboard. And then Finn, what is he doing? What is Finn doing? I cannot remember what Finn's doing. I should have wrote that down, but... I don't remember. They all end up seeing uh, some kind of images from the game, like horror images. And it all happens... It all ends when like they all spin around and they're, they're kind of like, okay, okay, whoa, 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 you know? Right. I do know that... Uh, Hutch looks in the mirror and his eyes roll in the back of his head and, and the we, mirror breaks. Yep. So anyway, it cuts to Hutch. He's back at he's back at work and it's like he's not at his office in his office. He's more like in their library, I guess you would say. Well, it looks like a bunch of cubicles. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, that's what it looked like. Okay, see so a bunch of computers and cubicles and Okay. Um I must have been taking a note or something because I didn't notice the cubicles. Yeah. But anyway, uh, he's on the computer looking, and he's looking up FBI photos, and he's found the photos of 
Sarah, Rex, Loomis, and Miller. He's found, you know, the photos of all their body and the details of where the puncture room was or, hey, mm-hmm. you know, Loomis got his neck broke by hanging. But as he's looking at it, he remembers that's exactly how they looked in the game. So, once again, it's really focusing on the way they die in the game is the way they die in real life. Right. Well, as Hutch is leaving, he hears something in the in Miller's office. Is it the vibration? I think it is yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, it's the vibration. Yeah, it's the vibration. So, he goes over, and they've got it cautioned, uh, cautioned off. Well, he goes in and takes the caution tape down. He goes in, and you can hear the controller vibrating. Well, as he looks down underneath the desk, there's Miller's phone, right? Yeah. He grabs the phone, he just picks up, he's like, hello. And in the background, we see a silhouette. <laughs> and it's just some woman, I don't even remember who she is. But it's, she's like... It's the uh, secretary. Is that the same? Yeah, no, no, same. The, no, this one's a white girl, the other one was like... No, it's the same person. Mm-mm. Yeah. Nope. Yep. Nope. Same person. You had to go back and watch it. Oh, we're going to go back and watch it then. And, cause, and we're going to record a small snippet. Are you telling everybody that I was right? The other girl was like either Mexican or Philippine. This one was... Same person. Nope. Same person. Okay. All right. All right. I got five on it. We're going to figure it out. Yep. All right. Anyway. In the next episode, Johnny's going to say that I was right. Or you're going to say that I was right. I ain't going to have to. I'll show you. (laughs) Anyway, this woman was standing there, and she's like, what are you doing in Miller's office? You shouldn't be in here. And as he's on his knees, because, you know, he's getting up from underneath the table or the desk... He realizes the mirror's broke, mm-hmm. just like the mirror that's broke at his house. And did the game ever say anything about she broke the mirrors? No, not yet. They haven't got that yet. Not yet, no. So <clears throat> he gets up and takes off, and he's back with the gang again. And he's telling them, you know, about the mirror being broke and about, you know, his conspiracy theory. And it's funny because October, or he, he's like, October, where's Finn at? And he just cuts the fin driving his car yeah. on the road. Singing. Right. You go ahead and tell about this one. He uh Did you like Finn? He's your favorite. <laughs> so Finn was playing um playing before when uh whenever he kinda sent everybody out. <clears throat> and in the game he ended up being on this long stretch of road along the side of the road. And he ends up eventually pausing the game and he's standing on the side of the road and there's this horse drawn carriage coming up. <clears throat> well he pauses the game right there and quits playing. Well, now he's driving, and he gets to this stretch of road that looks a lot like it before. It's just a long stretch of road with a bunch of trees around it, just kind of lining it up. And um, he's driving, and all of a sudden he sees this. It's like one of the creepy girls, one of the creepy little kids. Well, he swerves to miss, and he almost hits a tree when he parks out. And uh, he gets out, and this is when Hutch and everybody starts calling him. Oh, and that was it, real quick. Remember where you're at when they were doing the – um, flash or not the flash the montage mm-hmm. he was messing with his car on the side of the street and he heard a horse and carriage and when he turned around uh, uh like this big old truck come by remember yeah yeah and it, he realized he almost died yeah so he already played the game when he was playing single player yeah this was after he was playing yeah that was after he was playing a single player and that's where he paused it okay because we didn't yeah. go into that that's where he was at, uh the horse and buggy he held the mirror up to see the reflection and it broke and then yep. he spun the mirror around and yep. it wouldn't break and he saw the horse and buggy and that's when he paused it. Yep. So okay, go ahead. So now he's in real life. <clears throat> His car's stranded on the side of the road. He almost hit this little girl. He's getting out on this road. It's kind of fun. What I really like about this scene is it, it looks like it would in the video game. There's a mist, there's a lot of fog, and right. it just looked kind of dreary. So he gets out and this is when Hutch and everybody calls and uh and this is what I really like. He's like, is Abigail there? 
And they're like, yeah, she's here. He's like, what's up, mama? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just start talking to him, and he's kind of freaking out. And they're explaining to him what you know they think's going on. And he's he's kind of tripping, and then somebody says, remember, you didn't die in the game. And he just kind of, he's like, yes, I didn't die in the game. And just kind of hangs the phone up. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah, because they tell him to stay on the side of the road. They're like, yeah. don't go anywhere. Yeah. <clears throat> so he's, he's sitting there, and now you already explained that he saw the little girl on the road. That's why he yep. cut off. And, you know, he's sitting there, and he's here's the horse and buggy again after he gets off the phone with him. Right. And the camera's staying straight in the middle of the road and you know he's sitting there looking and he turns back around and looks the other way and before you know it he turns around and here comes a ghost ghostly figure of a horse and uh, buggy coming right toward him mm -hmm. and it just runs him over and it was a really cool shot yeah because it just shows him rolling underneath the, the horses and then rolling under the, the uh, wheels of the carriage right and tw pretty much just twisted him up it looked, I mean it looked really good yeah now this is my I'm, this is going to sound funny. My favorite scene of the entire film is the camera shot is like above his body on the road. Yeah. And it's like, if you were watching like a live footage, it shows his friends pulling up, they're checking on them, they're crying. And it kind of starts going into fast forward mode where, you know, you see each one of them kind of holding them, paying their respects. Well, then all of a sudden you see the police come, the police takes them off. The ambulance shows up. They're marking where his body's at. Uh, the fire truck comes. They lay the. I mean, it was just so well done. Like I guarantee you, they were like, "Look, when we film this, y'all do exactly what you would do if a body if this situation." See, that's what I don't think a lot of people realize when <clears throat> when when directors are filming these. A lot of the times, when you see when they bring in like EMT and police, sometimes yes, they'll have the actors come in and play parts. But they want it to be as real as possible. So a lot of times they'll have real EMTs and real police come in and tape off crime scenes. That way it's done exactly how it would be doing, done in real life. So whenever those EMTs were coming in and they were marking the body off and they brought the cover in and, you know, covered them up and stuff, mm -hmm. that's how they would really do it. Yeah, and I just, the, it was just a camera view that I loved it because it caught it all. Yeah. So I thought that was a really good shot. I like that. <clears throat> yeah, it didn't, it, it didn't just catch whenever the police showed up. It actually panned above them whenever they were there you know, kind of mourning, and it right. showed it showed October down on her knees beside him, and then it it would you know kind of fast forward it a little bit, and it would show October up, and she was hugging Abigail while Hutch was down beside him, mm -hmm. and then it showed the police pulling up and kind of making everybody get away, and yeah, it was that was I, I'm with you, that was probably the coolest shot of the whole movie. Yeah, I really enjoyed. It. I like that. So it shows the detective <clears throat> talking to Hutch again, you know, and he's like, every time there's a crime scene, somebody dies here lately. You've been around, right? And he tells the detective, he's like, look, I know this is going to sound weird, but... And he shows him the video game. Because mm -hmm. they've still got the video game, and his body... Uh, Finn's body is laying exactly like it was in the video game. And he was like, everyone that has played this game is dying in this um, game. Just like in the game. And the detective's like, so you're telling me that there's a copycat killer that is somehow... What he's saying, killing him in the game and then killing him like that in real right, life. Right. And he was like, "It has to be." And he's like, "That's not possible." And uh, Sw uh, Swink is like, "Yeah, it is." <laughs> like, and then he he starts going in his dialogue, and he's just like, "Shut up, shut up," you know. And he's like, "Come with me." And Detective takes Hutch over, and he's just talking to him. Well, Detective King, who I think is one of the biggest douche of the movie, just the way he's got yeah. that arrogance, he's like, "Come here, let me see this game." And he starts making his avatar, and Swink is telling him, he's like. 
you know, hey, don't don't play that. He's like, you know, just shut up. Let me. Well, as the detective and Hutch is still talking, he's like, look, next time something like this happens, he, you know, he's pretty much warning them, you know, you're going to be brought in. Right. And all of a sudden, Hutch realizes that Detective King is playing the game and he runs over there. And by the time he gets over there, Detective King dies in the game. Gets his, like, freaking jaw ripped off his face. It's like... It was a very saw death. Yeah, yeah. Because it reminded me of the, the helmet when the, the bars were putting the guy's... The, the girl's in, mouth. The girl's mouth. And yeah. It, you know, ripped up. Yeah. And I was like, dang, he didn't last long in that game. <laughs> no, he ain't a gamer, man. He, he don't know how to play. Right? So, he, you know, he goes over and he's like, <clears throat> uh, don't do that. Don't play the game. And they kind of have a little fit for a minute. Well, the detectives leave, and it cuts to you. To it cuts to like, I don't know. It's probably an hour or so after all this went down. They're all still in that road. They're all looking sad, and October is leaning against uh, her brother's car. Yep. And she looks, and it, it is. It's heartbreaking. She looks over at Hutch, and she says, uh, "Why did you bring that game into our lives, Hutch?" Yeah. And he's like, "What?" And she goes, "Why did you bring it?" She goes, "My brother was all I had. I love that kid." You know, she's just. And which, you know, when you're heartbroken like that, your feelings are going to come out sometimes and say things, you know, but I thought that was a pretty good scene. He said, you know, I didn't, I didn't know this would happen. I'm sorry. And this is where kind of October stands up and she kind of takes control of the group. And she's like, we need to find out every backstory we can to this Elizabeth chick, uh, who made the game, all this stuff. So she says her and, uh, uh, what's his name? Switch. Swink. Swink is going to go to uh, Hutch's apartment, and she tells Hutch and Abigail, y'all stay together and go see if you can find, uh, what is it, the um, developers? Mm -hmm. uh, The gamer. Yeah, the gamer. Anyway, so then we cut to, it's at a game game store, almost like a GameStop or something like that, and there's Detective King, and he's walked through the gaming store, and he goes up to the clerk, and he's like, you ever heard of this game? And stay alive. He's like, no, must be, no man, never heard of it. Must be an underground game. Mm-hmm. And I think does it. I can't remember if he asks any more about it or if he just walks off. But I know the guy says he's never heard of it. Yeah, he's talking to him about games, and you can tell that King's just not interested. He said, no, I I retired after something or other. And he was like, yeah, you're you're not a gamer. And he just kind of walks off and gets on the phone as he's walking out. So Detective King's walking to his truck. And he gets in his truck and he's on the phone. Well, then he hangs up the phone, and all of a sudden he looks in his rearview mirror because he's fixing to take off or start the truck to take off, and he sees a little girl behind him. And all of a sudden he screams, and it looks and I love how it flashed his body in the game yeah. and it flashed his body in his truck. And we don't quite see it happening, but we see the jaws thing like in his mouth, the clamps. And all of a sudden it's a very Pulp Fiction headshot. You remember when Pulp Fiction? It's the, it's the outside shot of the vehicle, and then all you see is blood spider all over the windshield. Oh, man, I shot Marvin in the face. <laughs> you remember that, John <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyway, that's what it reminded me of. You just see a head, yeah. you know, all over the uh, the windshield. It, it was pretty cool. So, Detective King, I say you, he did. <laughs> I say you, he did. So, that's where Hutch went. I'm sorry, they went to Loomis's house. They didn't yeah. go to find him. So, Hutch and Abigail are now at Loomis's house while... Um, October and Swank. Swank is at Hutch's apartment and they're looking around Abigail and Hutch are and they go upstairs to where Loomis's room is and Abigail makes a comment she's like 
you really think we're going to find stuff that the cops didn't? And he goes, well, yeah, they didn't know where to look. Mm -hmm. And he takes the side off of the uh, computer tower, and there's a little phone there. Well, he looks up the uh, like some messages or whatever, and it's got the address to where he got the game Stay Alive. So they finally have the address to the developer of this game's house. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And we finally do get the backstory on the fire situation. Yeah. As they're going in, you know, she asked him about the fire situation, and he was, and she was like, "You don't have to tell me if you don't want to." And he's like, "No, no, no, no." He says, "My dad thought my mom was sleeping around on him, and pretty much if he if he can't have her, nobody else is going to mm-hmm. either." So my dad set the house on fire, and did who did he say the paramedic? He said the cops got me out, but my mom never got out of bed. Yeah, she was still laying in the bed. Yeah, and it shows that he finds his mom's body in the bed. And that's what had caused him to be burnt. And he says, my dad gets out in so many years, and he's like, he'll be 76 years old. He's like, ain't nothing like having family. Mm-hmm. You know? So now we know the backstory on um, what ended up burning him. Yeah. Anyway, so we're back at Hutch's apartment. It's uh, October and Swink, and, you know, they get the phone call from Hutch, and She's like, what's going on? He goes, we've got the address. And she writes the address down to the uh, developer of the games at uh, home. And as they're watching the news, Swink looks over, he looks at October, and he's like, check this out. And it says, Detective King's body was found in the parking lot of the mall, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, shoot. And all of a sudden, you can hear the police coming around the corner. And October's like, police are here. we got to get out of here. And they start packing up all the video games, the equipment, all this stuff, and freaks in the hall balls, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And she tells Swink right there, she's like, look, if you don't want to go to jail, you need to get out now. And it's funny because Swink's like, jail? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's just spazzing. Yeah. And so they hurry up and get out. And then next thing we know, we cut to Hutch and Abigail, and they're rolling up, and they finally found the developer game, the game's developer's house. Yep. So... They start walking up to the door, and nobody answers the door. What's funny, though, is when they get to the house, you know, Hutch knocks on the door, and they can't get nobody to answer the door. And as soon as it showed the house and the yard, I was like, wait a minute. It already looked kind of like what it did in the game, you know? I'm pretty sure the first thing you noticed was the motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. It was a nice bike. That is true. I like that motorcycle. It looked nice. (laughs) But anyway... uh, they knock on the door and they can't get an answer so abigail just walks on in he's like whoa 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 hutch is like whoa whoa you know and she's like what so they go in and he hear right off the bat hutch hears something he's like you stay here i'll be right back mm-hmm. well abigail goes off into this little room by herself and as soon as she walks in the room she realizes that there's a doll of the count uh elizabeth yep so already the music's picking up but she's like oh crap so she walked over, she picks the doll up, and the camera did perfect how it spun around. Mm-hmm. And you just see this weird-looking cat standing there watching her, which I've seen this dude on a couple of things. And he does. He's just got one of them looks that's yeah. a little creepy. And he's like, what are you doing in my house? And she she jumps, which he's right. You know, what are you doing in my house, you know? Right. You and she jumps, and she's like, um, I'm a, he goes, like, are you here looking for something? Are you here, you know, what are you, what are you doing? And his name's Jonathan, and he's the one that made the game. And pretty much she screams and she's like, uh, Hutch. And Hutch comes running around the corner and he's, 
I think Jonathan's actually got like a pair of scissors, don't he? Like yeah, he's got, yeah, he's got a pair of uh, scissors kind of like what Elizabeth had in the what game. What Elizabeth had in the game, yeah. And he comes in, he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa hey, we, we were just looking for you. That's all we were doing. And it's funny because it goes from being an intense scene to cut. They're just sitting there talking. Well, he says Loomis. Yeah. He says Loomis's name. And the guy automatically, he, he says, <clears throat> Hutch says something about Loomis Miller. Was it is it Miller? Loomis Miller? No, no, no. Loomis was the original. No, Loomis is the guy that took the game. Yeah, yeah. What's his last name, though? They don't ever say it's just Loomis. Miller was his boss. That's right. Okay. Well, they say Loomis's name, and then the guy who owns a house says Loomis, and then it cuts to them actually talking about Loomis. Right. And he even says, Jonathan says, he should have never took the game from me. Yeah. So did he, did I, did Loomis steal the game from him? That's I, the way he made it sound. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. I thought the whole thing was he was a video game tester type whatever. Right. Uh, the way that guy said made it sound is he stole the game. But they're sitting there talking, and she's like, <clears throat> you know, or, or um, Hutch is like, you know, I've had several friends die from this game. They've died just like they did in the game. And Jonathan's automatically is like, so what are you saying, that it's my fault? Right. And he's like, no. He's like, but what we need to know what inspired and how, how to stop this. And he says you need to look for the author of, and I can't remember what the book is called, The Woman, the woman in Blood or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, I don't remember. And he tells he tells them where he, uh, they can find the author author of this book, and it just cuts to Abigail and Hutch talking to her. Like I mean, they found her like that, no right. problem. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> you were making fun of this woman. <laughs> she was trying to be so. <laughs> she had that really deep New Orleans accent to her. Yeah. And her R's came out as W's. Yeah. Wooby. Yeah. With the want. <laughs> You're so bad. My wife hates it when I do that. <laughs> we watch Dexter a lot. You know, Sergeant Batista? Uh-huh. He'll say, wobbly. Yeah. And, I, and every time she he says that, I'll say, Aunt Carolyn goes, one of these days, you making fun of people. I just die laughing. Hey, you chuckle too, so shut up. <laughs> But no, what made me laugh is not only the way she talked, but <clears throat> she was trying to be so <sighs> dramatic with the way she was talking yeah. in the scene. Yeah. So she's sitting there talking this this author, and I don't even think they ever said her name. Actually, they didn't because I looked it up in the cast, and all they named her as the author. Yeah. But she starts telling the story about Countess Elizabeth, and she says that she didn't she accidentally kill a girl, she, a little girl. She, there was a, one of her maidens or something like that was cutting her hair mm-hmm. and she accidentally cut the countess and then she got pissed and killed her with the, the scissors. And then <clears throat> she realized that, or she, it felt like when her blood was on her skin, that girl's blood was on her skin that made her skin softer and younger. So she thought she kind of found the fountain of youth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is actually a, uh, kind of a playoff of, uh, I think it was Queen Elizabeth. Or it was like there was a Queen Mary, Bloody Mary, mm-hmm. which that's the story behind that is that she would kill younger, beautiful women and bathe in their blood because she thought it made her look younger. Well, they said that she ended up killing <clears throat> 39 little girls. 39 girls, yep. To stay young. And that she would bathe she, in their she, blood. Yes, she built a torture room and she would hang them up over this bath and shred them of their clothes. Uh, 
cut their main arteries where their blood would just pour in this bathtub and she would bathe in their blood to stay Mm -hmm. young and beautiful. Yep. So now we've got the backstory of Countess Elizabeth. Excuse me. So now we're back to Loomis's house and they're all there. It's uh, Abigail and uh, Abigail, Hutch, and Swink, Mm -hmm. and October. And Abigail, as soon as they walk in Loomis's house, Abigail asks, why is the game on? And Hutch is like, I told everybody not to play the game. And and they're like, we haven't. We haven't played the game. And he looks over at Swink. He's like, where's October? And he, and he goes, she's outside smoking. And it shows her avatar in the game. Yes. On And just kind of moving outside of a window the same way she was moving in real life. Like somebody was watching her. <clears throat> yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me, they take off to go outside. And Abigail, or October's out there smoking. Well, she looks over and there's this house that's getting construction done. It's like remodeling. And she sees one of the little girls looking at her and like twitching and all this stuff, doing Mm -hmm. that creepy little girl walk and walks off. And as soon as I saw that, she just follows her in there. And I I told you, I was like, man, why do they do that? You know, like. Well, because if they didn't, there wouldn't be a plot. There wouldn't be another scene in the movie. Well, that's the only reason behind it. It's, It's that whole, you know, why does the girl in a scary movie run upstairs instead of running out the front door? Right. Well, anyway, so she, October goes into the house, and Hutch, it cuts back to Hutch and them, and he's like, the game is playing itself. That's what it's doing. It's wanting us to play. You know, just because you're putting on pause don't mean it's the game's on pause. So October is going through this house, and she uh, finds a bag because they finally uh, said the author told Hutch and all them to kill Count uh, Elizabeth you need three nails in her heart, one yep. in her throat. No, it's, it's a nail in her. You need three nails: a nail in her oh. heart, a nail in her throat, and then a nail in her head. Oh, okay. Yep. See, I thought it was three. <clears throat> okay, so, uh, they, so they now they know at least how to kill her. Right, <clears throat> and you got to burn her blood. Burn her to, blood to pure to purify the the witch or whatever they said. You got to burn her blood. So October, as soon as she walks in this house, she sees like uh, all this equipment, and she sees a tool belt. And it's got a hammer and three nails. And it's funny because she picks it up and you you were like, if I was her, I'd try to find a nail gun. Yeah. And as soon as you said that, she turns the corner and there's a nail gun laying there. She picks the nail gun up and you're like, oh, she listened to me. I'm a, I'm a psychic man. Yeah. Right. Or you just saw that part before. Yeah, it might have been what it was. <laughs> so she's walking through the house and there she is. There's uh, Countess Elizabeth. And October's got the nail gun. Count turns around and she shoots at her three times and it just goes right through her. And she's like, oh, shoot. She drops the uh, uh, nail gun, takes off running. Well, it cuts to the other three uh, of the group and they're trying to find her. Apparently, she walked far away from that house to go smoking. Apparently. Because they're running down this block trying to find her. She took off. She's running, she's running out the door and all of a sudden her foot gets caught in this trap. And she starts screaming, help me. And I don't know why this irritated me so bad. But, of course, they did the classic shot. The camera's sitting on the floor. She's scratching toward the floor, and then, boom, it pulls her into the darkness, pulls her away. Yeah, and I was like, oh, she's getting drug away again. <laughs> because they do that in so many films. It's yeah, it's do. becoming predictable, man. Yeah, it really is. That just shows they were doing it back in 2006. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just like... 15 years ago. And they're still doing it. Yeah. You know? And they, do, and they put those specifically in trailers just to make people go, ooh. ooh. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Look at almost every paranormal activity. Oh, yeah. Somebody's getting dragged down the hallway. Yeah. Every one of them. So, 
Anyway. Hey, those are good movies, too. They're all right. <sighs> so, the first one was. Yeah. So, it drags her away, and she's hanging upside down. And here comes <clears throat> uh, Elizabeth. And she's just walking up to her, and October says... Uh, she will oh. swings her knife. Don't forget, she's got them scissors. Oh, yeah. She swings them out, and she does the whole swing. Yep. And October looks at her and goes, F you. You know, like you do when yep. you're about to die. And she just... I guess that she cuts her yeah. throat, and dude's blood just starts pouring everywhere. Well, Hutch and all of them finally make it in right at the last moment. Of course. And they get her down, and <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, Randy. You talk about Hutch. Terrible. The, all right. The casting in this movie I thought was really good. But the guy that played Hutch cannot act on the emotionally distressed level he did good on everything else did good great on everything else but when he was like he was like no no please you can't leave me to stay with me oh god (laughs) i mean it was just bad i mean it was like there weren't any tears you could tell that he was faking clearly yeah and it was just i just didn't yeah that was yeah it was rough Uh, don't leave me don't leave me no what would have been a, a could have been a really dramatic scene, just made me and Randy look at each other like mm. it was so cheesy. Yeah, it it was. I mean, I'm sorry. Bad cheesy. And we probably couldn't have done it any better, I guess. Oh, I, I couldn't have done it no worse. Well, maybe. So <laughs> anyway, so now October's gone. So there's only three left: Swink, Hutch, and Abigail. And they're all going back to the house that the developer of the game lives. Mm-hmm. And Swink decides, look, I'm going to play the game and be the decoy. You two go find out anything you can find and see if they can find the body. Because the body is in the, uh, what do they call it, the Dark Tower? The, the Dark Tower. It's, it's the part of the plantation mm-hmm. that was the only thing left standing. Yes, that is where Elizabeth's body actually is. In her torture chamber. Yes. So, as uh, Hutch and Abigail are going to the house... <clears throat> excuse me, back at the gamer's house, Swink is staying in the van to actually play the game. Well, it, I, to me, this is one of the better parts of the entire film. They get back to the house, they go in, and he's not there. And I, I never understood this. Is, every time they go in the house, he's like, I'm going to go look here, you stay right here. Why do you leave each other alone? Well, and it's not only that. He goes and starts looking around. Well, she goes off and does her own thing, and then he just leaves the house altogether. Yeah. Doesn't even go look for her before he leaves the house. So he starts looking, and Swink is playing the game, and it's cool because he sees he's in the house with him. And he, no, he's in the yard, and he looks up and sees this window. Well, then he looks up out of the van, and he realizes, holy crap. It's the same house. It's the same exact house. This is the part I thought was cool of the entire movie. <clears throat> he's talking to uh, Hutch on the phone. He's like, hey, Hutch. He was like, Tell me what you see. Go in this room. There should be an entrance. You know, he's just mm-hmm. trying to describe it. And Hutch is like, all right, man, hold up. You're, you're freaking me yeah. out with all this. And he's like telling him how to get to the backyard. and Or the back door to go out to the backyard. Well, it keeps cutting back to Hutch in real life. And then he cuts back to the game of Swink playing it, going through. Well, finally, he's got him. He goes, you see the uh, the metal gate at the end of the property? He's like, yeah. He's like, go to it. Well, he realizes, holy crap, there's the entire uh, graveyard, yeah. and there's the uh, dark tower. Right in the middle. 
And he's like, you're at the house. There it is. You're on the plantation right there. Well, the whole time Abigail is back in, she's upstairs in the house and she realizes that she has seen that room in the game. And there's that closet. And she's like, because in the, earlier in the movie, she saw the closet and there was a light coming through the closet. She's like, that's a, maybe there's a, uh, a hidden door. And it was. So she's like, I've seen this before. So she goes over to the closet. She opens the closet. And she pushes on the wall, and the door opens up in the wall. Mm-hmm. So she goes inside. She's looking, and apparently this is where the developer of the game has all of his like hidden newspaper clippings of Elizabeth's uh, murder, what she committed, the crimes, and all the stuff. It looked like a research. Yeah, like that's where he he got all the information together and was just researching everything in there for the game. Right, and he actually had her uh, diary in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Abigail picks up the diary, and I thought it was a pretty cool shot. She's opening the diary, she's reading it, and there's a light bulb behind her, and it's slowly dimming. Well, finally, it just goes pitch black, and she just starts screaming. We hear this tussling. We have no idea. Well, Hutch is like, "Uh, Abigail, and he takes off running. I just thought this is so cool that uh, Swink is, like, guiding him through this game. And he's like, uh, what's the quickest way, Swink? What's the quickest way? And he's like, take the stair, uh, go go around the house and take the stairs. It'll take you right up. Well, he goes up to it, and the door is locked to get in. And he's up to the stairs, and he's like, I can't do it. And he goes, here. He and said, he, I need a crowbar. Yeah, and he and Swink in the game sets the crowbar in front of the step in front of him. And he goes, do you see it? And you can hear it drop, and he looks down. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. That was freaking sweet. Yeah. So he takes the crowbar. He breaks the lock. He gets up <clears> in there, <throat> and... Excuse me. It cuts back up to Abigail. The lights are flickering, and she's against. She's crawling away against something. We don't know what she's crawling away against. She gets against this wall. She's got the diary in her hand, and all of a sudden, these little girl arms come out and grab her, and they're holding her back. Yep. And there's Elizabeth, and she's walking. And of course, she does the shink. Mm-hmm. She's got the big scissors, and so she's fixing to just get her. She's fixing to uh, kill her, and. I'm trying to think, oh, he gets to the door, uh, Hutch does it. He's like, the door's locked, the door's locked. And uh, Swink's like, hold on a second. And he just unlocks it. In the game. In the game. And the door unlocks. And the door unlocks in live. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's freaking sweet. Yeah, that so cool. he's able to bust in. <clears throat> and when he when Hutch gets up there, he sees that there's Elizabeth. There's the two uh, girls holding her down, holding Abigail down. Elizabeth spins around and Hutch says, here, let me try this. Or not Hutch. Swink goes, let me try this in the game. He throws roses at her, and it makes them all disappear. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was pretty sweet. I like how I really like how that whole scene, that whole setting is is Swink playing the game, and it's like he's almost playing Hutch and Abigail, like virtual reality. Yeah, yeah, almost like a yeah. VR type thing. It was, I thought it was really, really cool that they did it to where what he did in the game was affecting whatever they were doing. Yeah, I thought that, I think that that would have worked <clears> if they'd done that with the entire movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Swink, it's funny because it cuts back to Swink and he's in the van and he's sitting there playing and all of a sudden he hears a horse and buggy, but he paused the game and all of a sudden <laughs> he sees the shadow or the door, the van door is locked. He's like, wait a minute, I'm not playing the game and the game's unpaused yeah. and he's like, oh, you're cheating, you know, he's like, <laughs> and he's able to get his hand in there right before his character gets run over by this horse and buggy. Uh-huh. He's able to get his hand in the window and move the the avatar around with the controller. Well, he finally gets in the van 
And as he sees the shadow in the game come across, it comes across in real life. And he's like, oh, you B-word. He's like, you're cheating. Yeah. And he takes off running. I don't know why he just took off running. That's what, that's what you're talking about. He, he's running in the game, but he started running in real life. It's like, dude, just control your avatar real quick. Yeah. So Swink is running, and he is booking it. And you can hear this horse and buggy uh, getting closer and closer behind him. Well, finally, it's right <clears> beside <throat> him. And Swink falls into this bushes. I mean, it's thorns. It's rose bush. It's a giant rose bush. And all of a sudden, the horse and buggy stops. He's all cut up. And you see Elizabeth step down. And, of course, she pulls them scissors out again. Well, Hutch and Abigail run back from uh, the house to the van. And they see that Swink's avatar is it says game over. And he's mm-hmm. laying there dead in the, in the rose bush. So we know he's dead. And it's Abigail. She just looks over at Hutch. She goes, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, wow. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. just like. It's like they got to the third act and was like, hey, we're tired. We're tired. Let's just, you know. But she does, she's like, I'm sorry. You know. <laughs> anyway, so <clears throat> now Hutch and Abigail are like, come on, we got to go get um, to the tower. And they go through the metal gate. And as they're going through the cemetery, all of a sudden they hear the horse and buggy. Dude, they start booking it through the cemetery. They get to this big, uh, what would you call it, like a cement uh, casket? Like, you know, it's... It's like a, almost like a crypt. Um, ah! Like an under, above-ground tomb type thing. Right. Yeah. Well, they start to go in, and Abigail <clears throat> goes in, and she goes, come on, and Hutch just shuts the door real quick, and the horse and buggy's coming right toward him, and she's flipping out, and he pulls one rose out, and he puts it in front of his... He holds it out in front of him, and the horse and buggy disappears. Mm-hmm. So he was testing it out, and he's like, thank you, uh, Swink. You know, he was like, just testing it out. He goes in the tomb with her, and now they're actually underground where the tower is at. Mm -hmm. Well, as they're going underground, this is one of the creepiest parts of the film. They hear something moving, and it's a little girl. And he's like, come on, let's just start going. Well, they kind of start jogging a little bit. Well, they turn around and there's like a dozen little Man. little girls, <laughs> and they're doing that glitchy move and walk. It's, oh, it's so freaky. Yeah, like it, it looked really good. And they take <laughs> off running, and they end up going into this room and they shut the door and they realize it's Elizabeth's uh, torture torture room. yeah room. Mm-hmm. There's the bathtub. There's the hooks. I mean, everything is just like it was in the game. And he's like, "Okay, we're under the tower." He knows where they're at, so he goes, come on. They start to go through the door, and all of a sudden the door... And I don't know why Abigail took so long. Like, he went in looking, and she stayed in the torture room. Yeah, she was in there looking around in the torture room, and he goes to walk out. Yeah. And he walks out, and he gets outside the door, and no sooner he gets out there, that door shuts, and she's trapped inside the torture chamber. And they have a little moment. Like, he he looks up, and he can see, okay, I'm at the bottom of the tower, and she's shut in the torture room. And they're both crying, and he's like... Let me see if I can get a crowbar. And she goes, you know, we don't have enough time for that. She goes, you're going to have to stop this. And she's crying because she's scared. He's crying. He's upset. He's like, I promise I'll come back for you. And he hands her one rose. And she goes, you need to get going and stop this. So he leaves her and he starts going up the tower. Well, sure enough, he gets to the tower and there's just this room at the top he goes in and there's this bed with like the curtain around it mm-hmm. like the old school like what would you call it canopy bed yeah type thing yeah like back in the 1800s and stuff oh, yeah. it's pretty neat <clears throat> like in the king's day <laughs> yeah and 
Hutch goes over and he pulls the curtain back and there's Elizabeth's body. Looking brand new still. Like like she was just asleep. Yeah, like no skeleton, nothing. Just no. No. So, that, no. Something ain't right. Well she bathed in that blood, dude. Thirty nine times. So maybe it did hold her. Maybe it did. So he pulls out three nails and he's got the scissors. Now, the whole time he's up there, Abigail's down in the torture chamber. Mm-hmm. And of course, up pops the countess. So she ends up hanging up Abigail upside down over this tub. She's screaming, and, and, and the countess just walks over to her, and she's just, like, creepy looking. But hold on. You got to tell, because me and you are both like, why is she doing that? She's got one rose with her. Oh, yeah. And the whole time he's in the room with the actual body of Elizabeth, Abigail's down there, and she's, she lo- he loves me, he loves me not. Picking the pedals off, and every time the pedal hits the ground, it just did disintegrate. Yeah, like, the only weapon that she had to protect her... She's tearing the rose. She's tearing it apart. Now, granted, they always said it was the stem of the rose. So she's picking off the petals. I don't know if that makes a difference. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry, go ahead. (laughs) But she's doing that. She's picking it off in every petal, and then Countess shows up, hangs her upside down. She's staring at her, because now she's hanging upside down over this tub. Right. She's screaming and moving around while the Countess goes, and she takes her clothes off. And he's already nailed. Hutch not, is up there. Not yet. I thought he already got her once here. No. no I, yeah, he may have gotten her once in the heart. Yeah. The whole time she's down there, though, and she takes her clothes off, and it goes back and forth. Where he put one in her, in her heart mm-hmm. and goes back down, and she's looking. Well, she's naked, and she goes over to grab this giant spear. He even put one in her throat. Yep. And then she goes over, and she's getting ready to, to gut her, gut Abigail and, and bleed her, and he puts the final one in her forehead. Yes. And then she vanishes and i thought it was cool that she waited to that last petal of rose hit the ground yeah before the room went black yeah so still to me obviously since she tore that rose up she was free game yeah she was free game mm-hmm. and he took forever to nail those nails in there he was like and he was shaking the whole time yeah but he had her blades doing it that's what he uses the hammer yeah i like that i thought that was cool yeah, that was cool so when he pops that third uh nail into her head like you said she disappears she kind of just disintegrates um did Abigail drop down or no? She's still up there. I think she was still up there. Okay, well, it cuts the hutch. He puts the three nails in, and he kind of just goes over there, sets on the floor for a moment. Well, then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Elizabeth's body sets up and gets up, and... And he can hear the tinking, the the nails yes. hitting the ground, and he kind of pauses for a minute. <clears throat> and, I mean, you kind of know what it is mm-hmm. just watching it. It doesn't show anything. Well, then the very last shot is the last one on her forehead, and it and it shows a close up shot of her face and that that nail just slowly twisting out. Yes. And it drops to the ground and then she looks up and her eyes are pitch black. I, that was a cool shot. I, yeah, that I, was awesome. The way they did the nail coming out of the forehead, yeah. I thought that was pretty sweet. I thought so too. So yeah, they they scored some points on that part. Oh yeah. And he sees her reflection in his laptop, mm-hmm. and he remembers all the mirrors being broken because. Um, the author that wrote the book was even telling them back in the library or wherever they were at that she would break all the mirrors because she thought she was hideous. Yeah. And right when he stands up, he turns around, he shows her her reflection into his laptop. It's like a Chrome laptop. Yeah, and you can kind of hear like what you would normally hear when a a glass is breaking. It was just kind of like a little crack. Yeah. But then the laptop never shatters. Right. So then her reflection is still there. 
And she's flipping it. Like, I thought it was really, it looked really creepy. Like, her jaw extends. Like, mm-hmm. she almost looked like the scream mask. Yeah. Like, her mouth. Yeah. And it's just real loud and everything's shaking. Well, he hurries up and he leans over and he grabs, because she's bleeding where her, um, the nails were put at. Mm-hmm. He grabs that lighter, he flicks the lighter, and he just chunks it at her. Well, he what happened was whenever he put that final nail in, it kind of, the room kind of shook. Yeah. And knocked over in a lantern. Oh, okay, okay. <clears throat> and whenever, whenever, <coughs> whenever that happens, he showed her the mirror. She's screaming. He falls down, grabs ladder, and I thought that was sick because he actually struck the lighter on the ground, and as he was rolling it on the ground, it ignited the yeah the fluid. I like and that. It just lit her on fire, man. I thought that was cool. She's on fire. The room's on fire. And you pretty much think that he, because he can't get out either. Yeah. And out of nowhere, Swink and Abigail, which we thought Swink was dead, mm-hmm. they bust through the door. They grab Hush. He's carrying the rose bush. Yeah. He's not carrying roses. He's, He's carrying the, bush. the entire bush. I don't blame him. I do that too. So they come in. They pull Hutch out. And uh, it fades off to, it shows the tower burning in the background. Mm-hmm. The, the room on the top of the tower. Swink and Abigail and Hutch are all walking out of the cemetery. You know, it's kind of like one of those, we did it. You yeah, know, they're, yeah, yeah. They're all wore out. They're tired. They're beat up. They're cut up. Well, then I know where it cuts to the video store. Mm-hmm. And we see the video clerk. He is unboxing this new box. And what has he got? He's got the new game, Stay Alive. And he takes it and he goes and he puts it into uh, a console. And you see all over the store they've got Stay Alive now available. And he's got the TVs. It looks just like almost like a GameStop blockbuster. I like how they panned away from after he put the game into the console. They panned away and it showed a whole wall of gamer former game informer magazines. Yes, and it had the Stay Alive on it, and it was just a whole wall full of them. the whole issue. Yeah, it was. It was and cool. as you see all the TVs that's hanging up uh, in the uh, video store, they all start off like the movie did, mm-hmm. where it's going through the gate and it's going to the mansion, and then you hear the reading of her poem. Yeah, and then it just fades off and. Cuts off. Yeah, it shows the the last shot is that pans up the tower, up uh, up yes. onto the plantation and goes up to the tower and it shows Elizabeth sitting in the standing in the window. Yep. And then fades out. And that is it. That, that was it. the end of the movie. That was the end of Stay Alive. <clears throat> and they did. Yeah. So, so they, they stayed alive. A couple of them anyway. Right. So that's it. That is uh, our review on Stay Alive and uh, Randy Cakes. I'm going to let you go first on this one. You want me to go first? Yeah. On the, uh, I like the movie. I really do like the movie. It's not, it's kind of one of those movies, like, I think I know why it's been 14, 15 years since I've seen it. Mm -hmm. It's not one of those movies that I could watch all the time, because it was just, you know. Um, Yeah. the, The bad part about it is, I'm a gamer. Right. So... Part of me wants to say, man, I love this game. It's about video games. And it, but uh, honestly, I mean, me and you kind of talked about it. Once the, once the movie started, it was constantly going. Mm-hmm. But there were times when I was watching it where I was like, man, it's, I, I almost felt bored. So, you know, just watching it, even though there was something going on all the time. Mm-hmm. I Honestly, there were, there, were, there were moments, good 15, 20 minutes, where I was just, man, this is boring. Right. And I don't know why. It shouldn't have been like that because I'm a gamer. Right. Um, I'm, I'm thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs sideways. I'm giving it thumbs sideways. I think you should 
probably watch it. Watch it one time. You re- Okay, so thumbs I, thumbs in the middle. Thumbs in the middle. You recommend? I, I recommend watching it. Okay. It's not it's not one that I would recommend necessarily watching more than one time. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> scale wise, on the pulling scale. On the pulling scale, give it a grade. I'm gonna give it. Hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a C plus. I mean, it's just like I said, it's not one of those. There were there were parts in it that I thought was really cool. The the and a lot of them was camera shots, and, and there's another thing. The music didn't stand out to me. No. The only things that really stood out to me were there were a couple of camera shots that I thought were really cool. Mm-hmm. The the camera over Finn's body, well, I thought was really cool. The camera shot at the very end where the nail was coming out of her head and it was close up of her face. I thought that was a really cool shot. Um, I liked every time you knew some. Every time something was gonna happen, the controller vibration sound. Yep, I love that. I thought that was a really cool way of them tying that all together. But other than that, there wasn't just anything that stood out. And and I, I, I kind of sucks that I'm a gamer and I felt like I was getting bored watching the movie. You right. know what I mean? Right. But I I would I I recommend especially if you're a gamer fan. To, to watch it at least once, it's definitely something worth checking out, mm-hmm. but it's not something that I would recommend checking out multiple times. I mean, <clears throat> so you're going with a C plus, I'm going with a thumbs C plus, and the thumbs in the middle. I've <clears throat> got to say, almost everything you just said, no pun intended, you hit the nail on the head <laughs> and uh, the heart and the throat. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I like the movie, but. It is one of those movies that I don't watch a lot. Like, I mean, dude, I haven't watched it in years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so what I'll kind of do is go do the, the stuff that I didn't like and the stuff I did. I didn't care for all the acting. There were some scenes that were like, like you said, me sitting over there doing these notes, I felt bored a few times. Yeah. You know? Um, the music didn't stick out to me at all. I'm, you know, I'm just like you. The music was just kind of, eh, yeah. plain jazz. They didn't even have, like, good rock music in it or something like that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Just any kind of music. Right. Um, One of the things video games are known for is the music. Right. And, and for that not to be prominent, kind of took away from it. I do wish it would have, uh, and I <clears> wish <throat> it would have showed more, like, the death, the death scenes, like the guy's face getting ripped. Oh, yeah. And stuff like that, you know? Now, the stuff I did like, I love the camera shot, like I said, over Finn's body. I love the finale where uh, Swink is handing, like, the crowbar, and he's unlocking the door. I thought that was freaking unique. I thought that was cool. Um, There was something. Oh, and the vibration of the controller. Mm -hmm. I love that because, like I said, it reminded me of, like, something like a Jaws where when you know something's around, you know. Right. You know, it just. But I'm like you. I got a little bored with it. But it is a movie. Like I said, so here's my rating. It's a thumbs in the middle. It's, um, watch it one time. I mean, I recommend, I do, I recommend it for anybody, anybody that's a horror fan to watch it one time. And I'm going to give it the exact same thing you did. I'm going to give it a solid C plus. That's passing. Remember, if we give anything a D or above, that's a passing grade. passing grade. Yes. And the reason I say I give it a C plus is because it, it, it was unique. Yeah. It's something that you haven't seen a lot of. You know what I'm saying? And I definitely recommend it just to watch it one time, just to say that you've seen it. Yep. Because it will be something different. 
that you haven't seen before. Right. Um, but yeah, other than that, man, like I said, I mean, We're that's all they just on this one. Huh? We're pretty even killed on this one. Yeah, and and like I mean, you talked about while we were watching the movie, the one good thing, about the 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 best thing about this movie, as soon as you hit play and this movie starts rolling, it goes keeps on going. Now, granted, yes, there's a few boring spots in it, but I'm saying once the game or once the movie gets going, it's death after death after death. Mm-hmm. The part that got boring to me was them having to explain it every time that. Uh, the way you die in a game is the way you die in real life. Okay, yeah. we got that. Yeah, we we we've established. I swear he's established that like four times in the film. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it was just kind of like, oh my gosh, dude, we we get it now. But like I said, yeah, uh, I think this is really the first time that me and you've actually been like right on point. Yeah, with each other. I knew halfway through the movie because I, you know, I knew what was going to happen because I've yeah. seen it before. I knew halfway through the movie. When I was going to grade it. Because yeah. I was just like, yeah, this is... But, yeah, definitely uh, check it out. Um, especially if you're a gamer. But even if you're not a gamer. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say it was scarier in the theater when I went and saw it. Oh, I can imagine. My, my grade in the theater would probably be a little bit higher. Just because of the, the setting. Well, because the vibration was louder in the surround sound. Yeah. So, that was pretty cool. But... You know, just sitting here at home, it's bright, you know, it's daylight, here it is, you know, five o'clock, we'll watch it or whatever. So, but anyway, uh, yeah, there's really not much more to say about it then. There's really not. So. I mean, it, it, like I said, good movie, decent movie, just, there were parts. Right. And pl- you guys, l- get with us, man. Uh, leave a comment uh, on our Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, our Twiddle, Twiddle. Twiddle. Sorry. Twiddle. See? See, you make yep, fun of people. There we go. People talking. Our Twitter handle is at small, then T, horror, uh, pod. Uh, check us out and leave the comment on us. You know, let us know. Uh, also, uh, Instagram and Facebook is small town horror with Johnny and Randy. And uh, let's see. So our next month is July. July. Independent today. Yes. So, the first film we're doing in July will be a film that you've seen that I've never seen. And it's been a very... I was a kid the last time I seen this movie. Uncle and Sam. Uncle Sam. I've ne- I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. Yeah. So, the next, fi- uh, the next <clears throat> episode will be Uncle Sam, and then we're also going to be doing... Oh. I know what you did last summer. Yep. Because it was fa- based around the 4th of July. Yep. So, that is our... Two movies for July. I can't wait to see Uncle Sam because it's. You surprised me with Brain Scan. Let's see if Uncle Sam's it probably ain't gonna be as good. I, I don't. I don't think it's gonna be as good because it's gonna be one of those movies like I remember that freaked me out as a kid. <laughs> but I mean, I, we, we watched the trailer on it. Right. And yeah, watching the trailer, I'm like, yeah, I don't know about this one. But we'll see because it's been a while. Okay. But you guys don't forget check us out on anywhere you can get your podcast: Anchor, Breaker. Apple Podcast, Spotify, anywhere you can get a podcast, check us out. Let us know what you think. Any suggestions you have, anything that we can change, um, any movie recommendations that that you think we might not have seen. And hopefully here in the next few weeks, we may even throw you all a bonus uh, show because we've we've mentioned before, we do have our first, uh, we've got a couple requests. Yep. One of the requests that we're going to try to throw in there as a bonus is uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. 
Yeah, and it's brought to you by the man that gave us the pulling scale. Yes, David Pullen. <laughs> so, and, and that's a horror comedy, and it yep. is a great film. So, anyway, just be uh, looking for us. Uh, for, like I said, July, have uh, we're having uh, Uncle Sam, and I know what you did last summer. And I'm ready for you guys to hear what we got set for August, because August oh, is yeah. going to be a good one. Yeah. So, that being said, everybody, this is Johnny. I'm Randy. And always remember, stay scared. Stay spooky.